This is the Trail Trash Podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Trail Trash Podcast with the three amigos, Jason, Garrett, and John, here to bring you a hot topic that's so hot, it burned all the hair off Garrett's head. (laughs) Wasn't much left to begin with, but it took it all (laughs) off, man. Singed it right off. That's right. So we're going to be discussing the hotly... uh, I guess I guess it's kind of contested between people on whether or not golden ticket recipients to Western states should be, um, you know, given uh, you know travel and or um, entry uh, fee waivery. Uh, I guess you could call it. I don't even think waivery is a word. I just made that up. But anyway, who cares? Um, you know whether or not their entry fee should be waived and whether or not there should be some sort of travel involved in that um and so you know the funny thing about western states is i know about the race i'm not as well versed in it as my two cohorts here um on the ins and outs of 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 everything i do know that the registration fee is pretty expensive i do know that having a crew at that race is almost i don't want to say a necessity but it, it definitely uh, improves your chances of finishing it based off of the, of the way the course is laid out. But, you know, when, when we first started talking about this, I personally was like, you know, you know, it, 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 people should get their own way there. But uh, then I started thinking to myself, how many actually golden ticket races are there? And so, how many golden ticket races are there? Is the, the one of my two resident uh, Western State guys uh, know how many golden ticket races are out there? Domestic or globally? Well, I mean, it, what we're talking about here would be everywhere, right? Okay, so globally, I don't know. Domestic, you've got Black Canyon, Lake Sonoma, Bandera, Havelina, um GDR. Did GDR get it back? I thought it did. Did it no. not? No, no they okay. lost. I it. thought it did. Never got it back. No, okay. there's no golden ticket races on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, I think those are the only ones that I right. can. Remember. So ho- right. hold on a sec. Ho- hold so, on a second. Hold on real quick. But is is but is GDR a qualifier? Yes. Okay, so it's a qual. That's where I got confused. It's a qualifier. But it's not a golden ticket anymore. Okay, yeah, it so got his, it got its qualifier so, status back. Yeah. So right now on the list we have UTMB, we have Havelina 100, um, a UTMB series race in Thailand, uh, the Bandera 100K, Tarawera in New Zealand, which is also a UTMB race currently, um, and then uh, Black Canyon, um, and then the Canyons 100K. So, so seven. Are... Oh, Lake Sonoma's not one anymore. No, it um it uh was no longer a race when they like most recently like realigned all that. Got it. So seven. So we're talking about seven, seven races. So I guess when we start talking about this, I still am probably in the camp of I don't feel like it should be. I think maybe the entry fee should be waived, but travel, I think travel's a, a stretch. I mean, just because it's traveling is, you know, travel is, is very, very expensive. And mm-hmm. I mean, when you're talking, you know, I mean, and, and here's the complicated thing. If you're going to pay for travel, then you're going to have the travel, then you have the the crew. So do you pay for just the runner which which is what realistic right but then that means the runner travels by themselves unless you can coordinate everybody's travel around your travel to it if that Mm -hmm. makes sense right Mm -hmm. so it kind of complicates things 
I would say it's it's definitely for just the runner because there's no way. Um, because I may go with with just my wife, and you may go with a whole squad. Like mm-hmm. like there's no way that they would comp crew as well. Oh, well, um, I would take the squad. <laughs> no, my wife would take the rim runners. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a Sonic um, cup. And and a Sonic Cup and a Sonic mm-hmm. Cup. No, I, I I think for for all intents and purposes, we should focus on just for for the conversation anyway, because I think that's how it was started. Um, I tried to find the tweet. What's his, I, I'm going to butcher his last name, so I'm sorry. Finn Melanson. Um, this is the tweet that started it all that I can find anyway. Uh, it says, unless a sponsor intervenes, one of the best runners in our sport, Anthony Castales is going to have to pay his entire way to the Western States 100. Golden tickets automatically, or actually cost a few thousand bucks factoring in event, reg, travel, uh, lodging, etc. Should this change? As far as I know, that's the, that is the tweet that started this whole bonfire. So, so but here's the thing, okay? And, and again, I, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I'm going to sound like a jerk. If you're, you know, most people who are good enough to win these golden ticket races, the vast majority of them have some level of sponsorship, something, mm-hmm. something, right? I mean, the vast majority, yes. Vast majority is going to have some level of sponsorship. I mean, you know, can, can, you know, Camille has had Hoka the past few years. I know she's with Lululemon now. I guarantee you that in her, in her contract, she contracted that stuff out so but back to my original statement you know this guy whoever he is and i don't know who he is uh, i've never heard of him um maybe he's well known and I'm, I'm i'm out of touch which is is very likely since i've been you know kind of turned the lights off in, in ultra running news as a whole for the past several months uh since i've not been doing my my other channel um I don't know, guys. I mean, you know, entry fee, yeah, travel. I mean, and, and even with that, are you just paying like a, an airline ticket? I mean, because I would, again, I would think the easiest thing, if they were to do it, here's 750 bucks, covers your travel. One way, two way, however you want to make it work, we will cut you a check for 750 bucks to whatever airline you choose to fly. Um but that 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 gets tough. So, so we're now, talking what? So so we're talking we're talking Western states would be out what over five grand? Is that is that about fair? Seven runners, awesome. seven golden tickets. Well, that would be. I don't know, so it's three. So it's if I remember correctly, it's what three per race. That's twenty one runners. Mm-hmm. We'll be way more than that. Hold on, I'll do the math. You you guys keep on talking. Jason's got his abacus out. So, <laughs> so based off of 21 runners, um, that would be right at a little under 16000 $15,750. Is that now, just, is that, no, did you just multiply that by 750 or what number did you use? 750. 750 times 21. So, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much Western States brings in. I mean, I mean, you know. Well, and I and I think the important thing that we should really mention is is Western States is a nonprofit, and so they don't they don't make a ton of money doing this race. Like it's no. not. This is not Craig Thorne's. What is it? Thorne? I always Thorn say Thornberry. Thornberry. Um, yeah, it's it's not his day job to do this. And that's the case of most race, most trail races. Right. right. Yeah. I don't know a single, well, I can think of one <laughs> who makes a lot of money off of their races. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can think of a few. Uh, we don't need to really like. Well, I mean, right it, now. I mean, well, here's the thing. I mean, we can name a couple of guys that aren't, that, that's not going to make, not going to shake things up. Right. We know yeah, I mean, you're not going to be like, you know, in the one percent off. Of these no, 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 no. So, even if it is like a for profit race. So, so, so you know, it's, it's like this, you know, we know guys like like Sean Blanton and Jason Green probably make a pretty decent living off of off of race directing. Right. Um, just by the, the 
sheer numbers of races they have and the fact that they always sell out, always get a, a big draw to their races, you know. So, so anyway, you know, but we're talking about one race compared to however many Sean and Jason both have. I just called those guys off because they're East Coast guys. I know that both of them put out a ton of races. Both of them tend to sell out the majority of their races. Um, and so they probably make a, a pretty decent, you know, amount of money on that. And, and so, but back to your point, a nonprofit's not going to make a ton of money, which brings us back to the original statement of can they afford to shell out $15,750 in, in a travel stipend, in travel stipend, say in just travel. And that doesn't even include the 500 per ticket that, that they're shelling out on top of that. So now I think one thing that they could do is, is like La Sportiva, which puts on, um, that one big race, duh, Leadville. That's the, <laughs> um, if in, in John, I, I don't know if you know or not. Um, but in talking with Jason Fennell, uh, he's a La Sportiva athlete, and they have a La Sportiva place that they stay right at the start-finish line. <clears throat> Maybe that is something that, you know, and again, that kind of boils down to where do your sponsors get involved? So Anthony is a solemn athlete. Um, from, all, from, all, from all the little research I can tell, he's a solemn sponsored athlete. But his day job is a teacher, and I'm married to a teacher, and they ain't a lot of money in education. So... Um, so I just don't, so maybe Solomon could get a Airbnb. I don't know. I mean, that's probably a bad way to describe it, but maybe Solomon could get some sort of lodging for all the Solomon athletes that are, that are there in Hoka. I mean, if, if any sponsor is going to be able to, going to be able to throw around a bunch of money, it's going to be Hoka. Um, okay. There, I mean, and, and they sponsor the race. They're a yeah. major sponsor of the race. And then, I mean, let's face it, <clears throat> you know, Hoka and Ultra, you know, both are, are, are pretty big shoe brands. And, you know, you would, you know, just by the, the, just from being involved in Ultra over the past year and seeing their reach and the, the sheer amount of people that they send out to work these events. Like I know at Western States, they sent out like a, like a, a, a plethora of people just to work that event. And so, you know, I, I would imagine they, of course, nothing was said, but just doing just common sense tells you they probably had to put these people up somewhere yeah. because they were there representing the shoe. Now I'm not talking about, they were running the race. I'm talking about people that were just surely out there representing the brand. Um, right. You know, yeah, and um, sponsors like Hoka, just using them as an example, when they sponsor these races, typically uh, when they do that, they will get a few like um, entries that they can give to their runners for these races. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the case with Western. Um, if I remember correctly, they've been pretty transparent on you know <clears throat> how those entries are uh, distributed. Um, like, I'm sure we could hop on the site right now and see that information. Probably. I mean, it, it, to Western States credit, they're a very transparent race. Like they're very, this is what the rules are. So to, so to their credit. So it probably is not hard to find. Um, I, I don't think travel and lodging should be covered. Um, any, anyone who's fast enough to win a golden ticket knows exactly what goes into running at Western States. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, shoot, even, even the three of us know what it would take. It would take a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, that's no, that's no secret. So I don't think that that should be covered because anyone who's trying and anyone who's lucky enough to get in knows exactly what they're signing up for. Oh, absolutely. And to be fair, if you're a good enough athlete to win just like a big competitive race, like the Black Canyon 100K, for example, you know, you're going to get picked up by a sponsor, <laughs> Well, and I think it also depends on your sponsor because, you know, and I've never been a sponsored athlete. I've only been product ambassador, which whoop-de-doo. So, um, but yeah, I'm, so it may be that cool. This is your first time ever as a sponsored athlete. We're not going to give you a big portion of our 
or sponsorship funds because we don't know who you are. So like Matt Daniels, um, I, the only reason I bring him up is because he won Black Canyon 100K the year that I ran it. And to show you how fast I am, he finished the race as I was leaving the finishing point to go back out and do the the out and back that we had to do. Um, and so I was there watching him and Mako finish. And everyone's like, who's this Daniel Matthews guy? Like, no one knew who he was. Everyone knew who Mako was. Um, and Mako took second. Um, but no one knew who Matt Daniels was. So someone like that, or someone like Anthony, who's a, a relatively unknown athlete, they're probably not going to get as much and put it on a level playing field. Let's say they were all sponsored by Hoka. They're not going to get someone or as much as Jim Walmsley or Camille would get no. in their sponsorship funds. But, but, you know, I, I think you, to go back, you brought up a point that here's the thing like I said, like you were saying, you got to know, look, here's the thing. If John, if John uh, registers for a race and he knows that he could easily win that race and get a golden ticket, right? He's got to know ahead of time what that means from a financial standpoint, right? He's not going, look, here's the thing. He's, you know, if, if you're registering, you know, if, you, if, if you're running Black Canyon and you're a favor to win it, you got to know straight out of the gate, I'm going to win this. I'm going to probably be out another few grand to get out there to Western states. It's part of the gig, right? And if you don't, then, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, it's it's part of the game. I mean, it's no different then when you when I run the Yeti and I was bringing out a crew of people, I know I'm going to be out over a thousand dollars every time. I've been out over a thousand dollars every time I've done it, and that's just to run a race that I can drive to. You know what I mean? I mean, paying for pizza, gas, lodging, whiskey. <laughs> you know the important things the important things right i mean but 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 seriously you know it's 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 not cheap and i'm sure when you know both you guys you guys both you know help support your crew you know mm -hmm. garrett you got a little house in the woods john got that cool weird house with the waterbed <laughs> you know for hellbender i mean which side note cheap. have we ever got a house that didn't have some kind of like just randomistic like quirks to it just <laughs> no I think the best I think that's one, a prerequisite it, to have to be an Airbnb. You have to be, you have to have something that's going to make you stand out. Sidebar. Yeah, it's always part of the experience. Like Jason got that water bed. That was the motion of the ocean at Hellbender. Look, <laughs> look, look, sidebar. And, and unfortunately no one can, can, can recall this experience other than John and myself. <laughs> we stayed off a of Rambo road in a Damascus for the damn Yeti 50 that rate that, that house was freaky as hell but it was cool that house had a bunch of character to it it's kind of like one of those old houses where it just had like a bunch of like just random stuff like tacked onto it through the years and you could tell like which pieces had been like added on and stuff <laughs> <laughs> John's room was really weird it had this weird like archway thing that went over the bed that you could tell like was just added in like after the fact Oh, well, that was their set. That was their sex swing. Um, that was. That, that was. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, not to not to get off, not to get distracted. But, but yeah, I mean, so you, so like I said, you got to know it's going to be expensive. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and you got to know you're going to really. I mean, you could run it by yourself, but I mean, you know, I almost wonder if Jeff Deaton would have had a crew the year he would have ran it, if he would have had a better chance of finishing it. Was that two years ago? Yeah, he had no pacers. Mm -hmm. He had, I mean, his wife was there helping out, but um, I don't think she was able to assist him like on a full crew scale level, right? Um, well, to be fair, um, Western States specifically has a ton of volunteers and it probably has the highest ratio of volunteers to runners ratio of like any race out there. Now, that being said, what you're saying could be applied to, like, any number of, like, trail races throughout the U.S. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, if you're going to go and do something epic. Right, like, especially if, like, you're an elite now, you are going to rely more, like, on your crew properly. Oh, you absolutely are. And, and let's face it, you know, Jeff Deaton is, is a badass. And, you know, he runs most of his races without <laughs> a crew. This is what he does. He just he the, the man is just uh, a machine and can just just crank it through. Um, and still, it just makes me wonder though, with the nature of how that course is set up and the, the nature of how it is, would it would it have been easier for him if he'd had a little bit of extra help there? I, you know, who knows? Um, yeah. I I've just always heard from listening to shows and and people who have ran it that it's kind of like strolling gym. You can run it by yourself but a crew definitely helps a ton. And it always does, to be fair. Um, so I think uh, the interesting angle from this topic is um, in trail and ultra running specifically, there's not much of a line between your every day athlete and your elite athlete, right? Everyone gets the same treatment most of the time, right? Like your elite athletes, they're going to get a lot of attention, yeah. But like, I've been in like, you know, at like a local 10 mile race outside of like Amish country in Pennsylvania. And I stood at the start line next to Zach Miller, like a month after he finished in the top 10 at UTMB, one of like the most competitive trail races in the world. And I'm willing to bet that two thirds of the people out there had absolutely no idea who he was. Right. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's interesting, right. Um, you know, every, yeah everyone everyone you know gets the same treatment everyone you know finds their own way into the race um and that's something that a lot of people like about you know the trail and ultra running community so if we start giving out you know things like free entries um free travel whatever um it starts to kind of like you know put elites on a different level which I mean, ultimately, you know, none of us are race directors, but if you want to do that at your race, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But um, it kind of gets away from like, you know, that what people like and that, like, uh, just, and I don't know, just that backyard homegrown feel to like a lot of these races. And I think the other part of why there isn't more races that have, you know, comp entries or things like that, there's not a lot of money in the sport. I mean, it's, really not, not. it's not Ironman. It's not road marathons. Um, you know, and, and someone on Twitter said, wait till, wait till you hear about how little is covered in track and field. I thought for sure track and field would have some sort of, you know, if you're going to certain events would have some sort of coverage, but, um, but it, apparently it's, it's really bad there as well. So there, there's just not enough money coming in and maybe that changes in five years uh with what air viper do uh, air viper running is doing with all their live streams um then you can get sponsors to pay for that and then all of a sudden the race is getting additional money and then that changes the whole landscape of everything um but yeah there's, I, I think the underlying problem with all of it is there's just not enough money at all going into these races for comp entries Mm-mm even at mm-hmm. Western States or, yeah. and, and now maybe UTMB would be different. Cause they, I mean, that's I, when people who don't know what Western States is, when they ask about it, I was like, well, it's, it's the Rose bowl of, of trail and ultra running. And they're like, whoa, what's the, what's the national championship then? And I was like, well, that's UTMB. Like that, that's the super bowl. Um, but but yeah, it's kind of neither here nor there, I guess. But so maybe UTMB, because they do all that, and then they've got a bunch of additional funds, maybe it, it starts there. Um, but who knows with everything that they're going through, what what's going to change there. But I just, it's interesting that they bring it up now, especially with the lack of funds and the funds that could come because of sponsors that could be done if live streaming takes off. And I don't want to discredit what Air Viper is doing. What they're doing is absolutely fantastic for the sport. I watched that live stream a lot um, of Black Canyon a couple weekends ago. I honestly think Air Viper is possibly the the best race, the best racing brand in the trail and ultra game. 
um, from the standpoint of the races they put on, the uh, media that they, they put out, the quality of athletes that they have, the leadership at the top. I mean, you it, from top to bottom, that team is everything that is good about ultra running, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, my I opinion. mean, yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to see how that's evolved too. If you consider, like, say, like if we go back to 2010 and we look at it like a movie like uh, Unbreakable, that movie was fantastic, still is, but like that was like. At one point in time, that was like the pinnacle of like, you know, trail and ultra running media. And I mean, it looks so dated now. Um, it's still a fantastic movie, but you can mm -hmm. tell like we've we've come a long ways in that regard. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you know, um, and, and, and it's it's amazing the community that they've built out out there. Mm -hmm. um i mean i remember inter interviewing peter mortimer who in my opinion is one of the more underrated ultra runners out there um and him talking about how just that community of people because he's involved with that team um how they they meet and they do all these runs together and they train together and they they go run into you know the grand canyon together and it's just like it's it's just neat and and it was funny because the the um i'm sure i think john's the only one that's watched it besides myself but if you watch peter mortimer's hurt video that he did um what was funny about that was he did all of the videoing but then he took all the videoing that he did and he sent it to aravipa and aravipa made made his video that he put on youtube because hmm. they have like a media team right mm -hmm. um that that does that kind of thing and and i think you're right you know i could tell you right now i i think if, if it continues down the path it's going you know i think they could easily probably you know tack a charge on either through a patreon or something like that um, and people would pay it to watch their their media. I mean, I, I would I would pay to watch their would media. You, would you pay per view Western states? Yeah, I would. I if would it, pay if pay it gave you not quite UTMB level coverage. No, because they're just not that big. No, and, but, but and again, that's not a knock on them. But would you pay five ninety nine to watch good coverage of Western states? I mean, I pay hell. I pay twenty bucks. I mean, because here's the thing, here's the thing, you know. One, you know, the money's going to a, a decent spot, right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, and, and and two, you know, their coverage has gotten better. Mm -hmm. And I hate you also to say have to remember the length of time they're covering that race too. <laughs> It's not yeah. like a couple hours. It's, it's right. all yeah, it's, day it's, long. Yeah, it's not right. just to focus on the top 10. No. Like they, they were like streaming. Dylan Bowman and Kareem Malcolm were out there all the way to the very last runner crossing. Well, but, didn't didn't Andy Jones or didn't AJW and someone else do like the golden hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, here's but the just, yeah. but, 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 but here's the thing. I, I think if you put Jamil, if you took Jamil and took his production team or have him and Billy Yang because yeah. Billy Yang is a, a genius at production put those two guys together and have them build a production around western states Billy Yang actually he already, already does. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew he did I'm talking about I'm talking about yeah if you were to bring in Jamil I'm thinking, I'm talking about a partnership because I knew Billy yeah. Yang was was doing it. I'm just mm -hmm. I'm just saying and that's I mean and Billy Yang is great, but Aravipa adds a whole different element to the well, game. Aravipa is a team. Billy Yang's just himself. Right. That's 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 mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um yeah, I I I would I'm I probably wouldn't pay to watch Bandera, but I'd pay to watch Black Canyon because I've run that race before. So it's cool when they were talking about in some of the interviews, Bumblebee Ranch. I'm like, oh, cool. I've been there. Or Table Mesa. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was there. So like I'd watch that one. Obviously, Western States. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, and then then it's you know how much of that goes to the states, how much of that goes to Jamil and his team. How does that get? You know, that's not for us to concern ourselves with, I guess. But if some of those funds went back towards the race, I do think you start to see a growth for good and bad in the sport itself, um, as well as with the possibility of comp entries plus travel and accommodation. Um, I do think right now, I do think states should look at it and be like, you know what? We're making a decent amount of money off this race. Granted, it's nonprofit. We're okay. Let me ask this. Would you rather at Western States, if you are a golden ticket winner, would you rather them comp your entry or have a purse at the end? I'd rather have a purse. You, I mean, there's, if, no, there's if, no guarantee you're going to like. No, I, but but I'm just talking about from the standpoint of, well, I guess if you're just the average runner, then you want your entry comped. But if, well, you're, if you're a golden ticket, so if you're one of those 21 runners. I mean. And then you line up and you find out that Courtney D is running next to you. <laughs> now, now it's 100. Anything can happen to right. any single person. Or if you find out that Jim Walmsley is coming, I might want just my entry fee paid. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would probably be the smart way to go, just to have your entry entry fee comped, just because you don't know who's going to show up. And but there's not a lot of purse races out there, especially in trail and ultra. Speed Goat mm-hmm. is one. Strolling Jim is one. If you can break that record, yeah, that's if you can break the record. So. um but I, I, it all boils down to there's just not enough money, whether it's purses, entry fees, road marathon, you've got it all over the place. So um, what is the, what's the per- is, there, is there a purse at Boston? That's what I was about to ask. What's the purse at Boston? Yeah, I think it's like six figures. I have to I wipe it up to see I what it gets is fast. exactly. <laughs> then I'm pretty sure, you know, they'll have it tiered. So if you, Run under X tab, you hit this tier. If you run a course record, it'll go up to this tier. Mm-hmm. So is Elliot Kipchoge running this for the purse this year? About to say Elliot Kipchoge's running, you know, this spring. So it'll be interesting to see All how right. that goes. You can tell what you're I'll tell you right now what I'm gonna be doing that weekend. So. Yeah, that's gonna be a really fun race mm-hmm. to watch. First prize, 150 grand. Second is 75. Third is 40. Jeez. And there's just nowhere near the influx of money, anywhere close to that for but, the sport. But, you know, when you talk about running in general, I mean, you could argue that Boston is the pinnacle of, of running, like just period. Um, I mean, from the standpoint of the the uh the the clout that comes with running boston i mean i can tell you if john ever runs boston that man's going to come back with a jacket a t-shirt some some pants a hat some he's socks gonna keep, he's going to keep uh, that little he's going to keep that blanket they give him at the finish line <laughs> everywhere he goes he's going to be walking around with that boston jacket on i would hell i'd be i I'd, I'd wear it to meetings at work right so let me ask Unfortunately, it's been gonna... nine years since my last road run. So here's an interesting question. No. Here's an interesting question. If uh, if you're an elite athlete, would you, like, just in your dream world, would you rather win Western States, Boston, or an Olympic gold medal? Olympic gold medal. Gold medal cool. carries more weight than Boston. Well, I'm, I'm, I, look, if I get a gold medal for speed walking – or I win Boston, I'm gonna take Boston. I guess it depends. <laughs> I don't know which one's harder. I guess it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the Olympic one turn tends to be more of a tactical race. Boston, uh, it really depends a lot on the weather conditions, but it's usually fast just because of you know it is a net downhill race. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I know. Would want, I would want Boston. I think. Well, and because how many times when you tell someone, yeah, I've run a marathon, like, oh, have you run Boston? Like this, that's always their next question. 
So yeah, not only have I run Boston, I fucking won it. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess Boston would be the one. That's that's probably what I would pick. So you'd rather have a Boston win than Western States? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm getting 150 grand. I'm getting nothing. I'm losing money if I go to run states. <laughs> plus, well, at, at this present point in time, I am losing money if I go run states. Plus, if, if I, I mean, was fast enough to win Boston, at least I'm coming and, back with something. And, and then you get to wear all that cool swag that they sell you at the finish line, like the jacket and the, the I would shirt. sleep in that medal. Oh, I was um, sleeping the metal. I was sleeping the jacket. Y'all kind of get that uh, Boston uh, unicorn tattoo too, right above my Iron Man tattoo <laughs> that I, that I don't have. <laughs> I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, I, I would love to see entry fees comped, and I just assumed two weeks ago, if you'd asked, I just you mean they're not? I assumed they were. I thought they were too. And that's just my me being naive, I guess. I just thought, oh, cool, you got to go and take it. That's an automatic entry. I thought that meant you get it, you, your entry was paid, not just you're guaranteed a spot on the start line. If well, you one could argue that that's the rule, too, because most people have to wait years to get into Western states. Was it 10 junk miles? Is, is that uh, Scott? What's his last name? Scott Coomer. Scott Coomer. Yeah, he said he so on this particular thread. He said to get away with golden tickets. Let me find his tweet exactly. Uh, he said, yes, it should be. It should just be a lottery. Get rid of golden tickets. There's thousands of people waiting for the dream of running the race. Let in everyone possible with the max tickets and hold a lottery for those on the tier with the most tickets who can't all be let in. Sounds like he doesn't like golden tickets at all. Well, I do like... I do like the top 10 gets to come back the next year thing um yeah. i mean i think that's i think that's fair yeah um, because look if you can finish at the top 10 there i mean you deserve to be able to co go back i mean if you can finish the top 10 you've got a a good shot of winning next year right just period i mean unless jim wamsley's running it or courtney <laughs> d or I mean, courtney d or courtney d i mean jim Jim's got three year. years in a row though yeah he what I mean, he Jim DNF three years in a row, though. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. anything can happen. 100 miles is 100 miles, and a lot of things can happen. Especially Let me on a course that hot. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it's rare, though, here lately that he does anything wrong at that race. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, now that he figured know, it out. Yeah. Just like with Courtney DeWalter. I mean, if she's on, nobody's beating her. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if she can, if she can keep her stomach right. I mean, it, you know what she did at UTMB. I mean, damn, she just she was. It was it was probably one of the coolest things I've gotten to watch. It was so exciting watching her there, because mm -hmm. she just knew she had it. Mm -hmm. you, you that's know, that's and, another race that I would pay. I would, I would pay per view that. Hmm. I do think money is coming into the sport. I do think it's growing. I hope it doesn't get to the tri to the triathlete level, um, because I like the grassroots feel of it all, and I think that's what draws, probably the three of us at least, draws us to it is the grassroots feel. Right. At the same time, you know, there's something for everyone. Like if you want, like a go run like a big time race, you can do that. But if you just want to, like you know, run just like a low key you know race like in someone's backyard for like you know 10 bucks <laughs> those are available too yep right yep it, but you can tell how things are moving and escalating with the the nature of the sport because you take my relationship with ultra you know i was not a big you know fast athlete um you know uh not a huge um I guess you could say influencer, but yet I was, you know, allowed to be a part of their, a, a part of their red team. And, you know, they completely, you know, broke up that red team and now to be a part of their run crew, which is what they're calling it now, you know, it's way harder for anyone just to get into that. I mean, I think they pick 40 total people nationwide. 
for the influencer part and then only 20 folks for the development team. And, you know, you look at that 60 people across the United States, that's not a lot. Mm -hmm. And it really makes it way more exclusive, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think that's what you're really seeing, right? It's really hard to get, to get attached to any sort of major company anymore, unless you have some sort of huge reach or you're a huge athlete. Um, you know, so it's, the, uh, pointed out that, you know, there's three of us here. So we're even more exclusive than the ultra red team. We this are, is... <laughs> we need some apparel. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what kind of prepare apparel are you thinking about? <laughs> we don't even have a real logo. We need We need to fix that first. We have a, we have an iTunes cover art. <laughs> I worked hard on that iTunes cover art. Okay, he spent hours in MS Paint perfecting it. First off, that's a stock. That's a stock photo there from uh, from from I don't know from one Thank of the you, images. Getty images. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I worked very hard on that. But yeah, I mean, we we do. I mean, not my my ink, my inked up runner logo is pretty badass. I was luck. I was lucky that I had somebody offer to do it for free for me. Um, you know, but um, but that person isn't isn't giving away free uh, logos anymore, unfortunately. Here's so. a, here's another interesting response on this Twitter thread. Which this Twitter thread, by the way, is up to. 64,000 views so it, it's it's made its rounds and this one is applicable to the three of us um said having an east coast bias my hot take is about the depth of golden ticket competitions you don't see as many east coasters heading west to these events because of the financial and time commitments are far greater than those who have a golden ticket race in their region that's fair. Yeah, that was a question. You know, that was already brought up back when, even when we had like uh, GDR on the East Coast as the only um, golden ticket race on, you know, this side of the United States. I mean, and, and it's not that there's not hard races over here. Hell, Hellbender could make, you can make Hellbender, shave it to 36 hours and make that a golden ticket race. Well, I think if you're going to have a golden ticket race, I, I think, and I hate to say it, but I think you got to, I think, you know, you should make GDR or you should make Cruel Jewel. Or Cruel Jewel. Yeah. Cruel Jewel. To me, Cruel Jewel is the pinnacle of 100 mile races on on the East on the East Coast from just the sheer amount of like. I can't wait to hear John's retort to this. <laughs> just, just everybody who has finished that race talks about how incredibly hard it is. I feel like that's debatable. I feel like races like Cruel Jewel and Hellbender are more comparable to something like Hard Rock, just based off like the course profiles. So, what race would you pick, Pinhody? I mean, definitely not Yeti. Yeah, I mean, Pinhody would be more comparable to like a race like States. Um, and Pinhody's a popular race. I mean, yeah, but but it's, but it's but, not but, that there's but, a lack of races. But 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 does it have to be comparable? Why can't it just be harder? Well, if you look at the profile of all their other golden ticket races, most of them are of similar stature. I mean, since they're biased against the East Coast, has picked the hardest one. Yeah, they already think we're just molehills out here anyway. Mm. You guys aren't at elevation. <laughs> I know. It's definitely different. Yeah, speaking For of sure. different, and this is way off topic. So, did you guys listen to the Rich Roll Mike Wardian interview? Mm-mm. Appalachian Trails on his radar. Man, I don't know. Speaking of East Coast running, that so. would be interesting. That'll be interesting to watch if he, mm-hmm. he decides to go through with that. You know, he's definitely got the pedigree. No, oh, he's got the resume for it for sure. Yeah, cranking out that kind of mileage, like you know, forty plus days in a row, that takes such a toll. Yeah. Well, I mean, so he did Transcon, so he went west to east coast with his. Yeah, he went west to east when he ran across the states, and at sixty-two days, he had to average fifty miles a day. He could do it. 
Um, that's way off topic. Sorry. I just sent it. it, it I was that's listening. All right. to it. That's all right. We had all we we had talked about having a new portion of the show called the hot take portion. So I mean that 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 you know. Oh well, we already had since we're bringing up the hot takes. <laughs> let's bring up the hot outtakes, as in what has been taken off of KFC's menu. It is the ultimate ultra food. You want to talk about the pinnacle of ultra fuel, the KFC Famous Bowl. Man, words cannot describe how devastated I am with this deletion right now. Like, KFC, uh, I'm beyond disappointed, man. That Famous Bowl was something special. The failure pile in a sadness bowl. (laughs) So, so, So here's my question. Hold on. What if you buy all the items individually? It's not the same. Not and the make same. your own. Not, not the same. same. It's more expensive. Get the gravy. No, I'm talking about you order them all separate at KFC. You use their ingredients. Okay, so are you going to, when you're crewing me next time, I go run Hellbender. Are you going to have all the ingredients separate for me? Just send out a camp whatever, just no. nicen those up and put them nicely and arranging them in a bowl? I want to no, dump you- it in a tu- Tupperware bowl. No, he won't even bring you a donut, John. No, he yeah. won't. <laughs> yeah, that is true. He can't even get a donut when they're actually readily available. <laughs> That's right. No donuts, no famous bowls. It's, it's called suck it up. Buttercup. He can get but, you a Reese's, yeah. though. He can get you a Reese's. Suck it up, Peter. No, he's not sharing. Jason's not sharing those Reese's. That's... <laughs> my wife got me a bag of those, my, some Reese's and... and, and I would I would be lying if I told you they're not hidden somewhere from everybody. So <laughs> I mean, we already knew that anyways. They're like kind? a vault. There's like a vault where the Reese's <laughs> are. <laughs> Handprint, eye scan, voice detector. Yeah. Like pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So, but all right. Uh, all right. That's the yeah. That's my my final take is comp the entry, nothing else. I'm good with that. What do you think, John? John didn't give his take at all. <laughs> I mean, I lean towards the side side of, you know, everyone else has to pay their way into this race. You can find a way to. That's fair. And I, and I don't disagree. I think the only problem is in you got so and she's not in the room, so I can say this. Teachers don't make jack shit. So he's oh, got I mean, everybody up. knows that. Yeah. Well, he's got to fork he, over 20% of his yearly salary for this. Yeah. Race. But I mean, how many other teachers are out there running that race? How many other teachers are out there fast enough to win a golden ticket? I mean, Greg, Greg Armstrong's a teacher. He ran across Tennessee. Uh, Courtney DeWalter was a teacher. Okay. There okay. we go. So three. Bradley <laughs> was. Three. So, so yeah, I, I guess before we jump off here, I have one more hot take. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Murfreesboro has a celebrity. Um, Alex uh, Ballou, who formerly the owner of Dallas and Jane's in Murfreesboro, won Hell's Kitchen and uh, the Gordon Ramsay show and is going to be running his Atlantic City uh casino restaurant so shout out to that dude uh shout out to his restaurant which was so badass and uh covid covid closed him down and it was was huh what was it fine dining like when i say restaurant uh, dallas and james oh okay and uh and and and, uh and anyway it's just great to see a local person uh do something good and cool i mean we we watched several episodes and watched him and and what was cool was you know when when he had his restaurant here locally we ate there multiple times because we're all about supporting local folks and you know he came by the table and talked to us about his food and the most down-to-earth nice guy you know like rarely to did nice guys ever win anything and it's just 
great to see somebody local get get something and win and and stuff and so it was it's, it's really cool so shout out to the local guy uh is airfare and lodging comped in his salary (laughs) let me tell you you something that dude's whole could you imagine what hold on a minute so you can imagine what the i've been i started you know i've been following him on instagram and that dude's like in malibu like in cabanas and shit and uh i'm thinking that's a little different than living here in murfreesboro you know and then you know and then think about it for a minute his whole life has just got turned upside down because he won and now mm-hmm. he's moving from Murfreesboro to Atlantic City and taking his whole family up there. That's wild, man. And I would imagine, yes, there's some there's some shit probably comp for him, <laughs> most likely. Imagine he wouldn't have any problem putting together a crew and an entry fee <laughs> to go to the Western States. <laughs> Maybe we can get him to be on the crew for our next race so he can prepare oh, us a famous Blackstone at the aid station. Yep. <laughs> Let me I'll tell you, Blackstone. He let me tell you, John. Yeah. You would you would flip it the, the way that dude makes steaks. They're delicious. But but you anyway, make a famous bull. <laughs> famous bull. <laughs> so all right, that 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 was that was my that was my hot my my one hot take. I wanted to give a shout out to that guy because he's he's incredible. So I but, like the hot takes idea. Let's roll with that. We'll, 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 we'll roll roll with hot takes every week. <laughs> Those are your two. No more famous bowl. And a shout out to. Uh, you know, shout out to Alex, local guy from the borough. There you so, go. All right. Well, I guess that's it for tonight. As always, we appreciate the love and support you give to us and our illustrious show. Um, and uh, that's it. So until next week, when you get to hear our, our sultry voices again, we will see you later. Only one of us is sultry. Yeah, that's true. See you guys.